podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. What can we say? That hasn't already been said this season, in the last few episodes. Not even just this season, just devoid of anything again. I was a little bit confident and I was I was quite enthused by the team that got put out, to be honest with you. The changes were wrong, you called it on your Twitter, quite rightly. And the changes, it, it might as well have been the same eleven playing again because there was just not a thing different about any of it. Just doesn't make a difference who's in the team at the minute, lad. I feel as though every single player's down tools. I don't know what I know Klopp gets a lot of the stick, but I don't know what else he can do. He's putting the players anything's coming for four matches. I was delighted with the team selection. I've seen loads of people saying, what the fuck's he doing? What's he playing at? But they're the same people who were saying he needs to mix it up a bit. Um I was desperate to get sent out the team. Absolutely desperate. More so, so I could see if it was a Trent thing in his personnel himself that was positioning or it was a tactic. And today showed it was a tactic. So I'll hold my hands up and say, the stick I'd give Trent for being out of position and where he is at the times he, he is in that, it's down to tactics, completely down to tactics because Nico Williams was playing fucking practically right forward most of that game the first half it was a bit of a mad one I just I've got nothing to say on the performance I've got literally nothing bad on their goal to be nothing to talk about it's um, it's an absolute fucking shit show from start to finish lad we don't look like scoring but it's killing me watching the players look just disheartened and disinterested they don't look a bit bothered about what the game's gonna how it's gonna pan out Klopp's getting all and areas on the sidelines. It's it's only him screaming. If he could play in eleven positions, I think he'd say. At the minute, there's there's something seriously wrong, and I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, I mean, it was highlighted for me. Second half, Mane stood two three yards offside, and he's strolling back. It's like we're one nil down, and you're strolling back. Now there was no Firmino in in the eighteen. For me, it would have been Mane off the eighteen. I think Mane has been so poor this season, uh, more so than than Firmino. He's you know Firmino's outscored Firmino and uh, sorry Firmino's outscored Mane. Um, people are saying, oh yeah, but when Mane's playing, he still looks dangerous. He hasn't looked dangerous for months. He can't take a player on anymore. He knocks it past him out of play, and then sucks when it's all his own doing. Like he's he's not he's a shadow of of the player that was fucking voted fourth best in the world last season. Or third I don't, best know in the going, don't know what's going on with him, lad. He, as you say, if, if you're if you're a player of his ability, and, you know, I think the African link with Salah, they both want to fight for that award. But the pair of them want to go for African player of the year. Pair them want to go for the golden boot. You can understand there's like a little bit of a, an issue with them. Like, not an issue, like a competitiveness between the two of them. If you're if you're Sadio Mane there and you're getting brought, you're getting put on the bench after a poor performance, 
you should be given absolutely everything you've got in the tank as soon as you come on. And that's what I was hoping for. That's what I was I was calling for after the last game. After the Chelsea game and they looked drained and they looked again disinterested. You want to see Klopp make a number of changes. The likes of Trent, who was shite. The likes of Mane, the likes of Firmino, who was shite. You want to see him bench them and then give them 10-15 minutes so they can come on and prove a point. Today, Trent did. Trent come on, put a number of decent balls in the box. Um, something Nico tried to do time and time again, but couldn't beat the first man. The, the ball to Jota for that our only proper chance which wasn't even a chance Jota was just magnificent to get it where he got it um, that was the, a decent bit of play from Nico but offensively we just don't look like scoring whatsoever lad I think our last few best uh, the best chances we've had in, in the last few weeks have been far range Henderson's against Everton Jota's there we're just shooting from outside the box with it and open and we haven't really got a player capable of since Coutinho of, of nailing one top corner from outside the box. There's just nothing. We've just got no fucking, no hope of scoring at the minute, lad. No, it's, they're completely devoid of confidence, understandably. You know, I, I said on Twitter, I expected a drop-off with the injuries, but this is, this is pathetic. We're at, a, we're at a stage now where if this was the start of the season, we, we'd be 19th, I think we'd be. Um, we say... <laughs> At this at this rate, no, probably fucking not. Um, we've just we've got to fucking we keep saying we've got to do something, but what what can we do? You know, we all thought this would be what we needed today with the changes that have been made, and like I said, it was the same exact. It, I Trent Alexander Arnold might as well have had Williams seventy six on his back that first half. Same with the front, you know, with uh, Jota and Shaqiri, who've come in for Mane and Firmino, they might as well have just been the other player with the other fucking, with their names on the back, because there was no different. We're just, we've got no, we've got no plan B. What's pissing me off is we've got no urgency about our play. And I'll accept that sort of first 20, 20 minutes or so, you, you're feeling the opposition out. But when it's 85 minutes and you're 1-0 down against fucking 19th in the league and you've got no urgency in the play, you're still passing backwards and stuff like that. You've you've got to start going, what the fuck? This is another thing like we've discussed about it. It's like the whole point of playing the two centre-halves together is so you can have Fabino in the midfield and he doesn't play Fabino in the midfield. So then you you effectively just got Milner and Ronaldo who aren't going to create a fucking thing. They're not, they're, there's no purpose of them being in the team. I understand Milner being there to like, to sit in a little bit, but he didn't. It was it was Ronaldo doing that role, so it was just absolutely again pointless. As soon, I was happy with the team sheet, the forward line, and I liked the fact that he played playing two centre halves, and he'd swerved Trent because that that needed to be done just to prove a point to say you're not untouchable, but to not play the defensive midfielder, and that's what's hindering us at the minute for me. So that that's the only the only other option I can see that can scrape us out the shit a little bit. I, I'm hoping that's got a massive part to play, but I, I physically don't know. I haven't got a clue. But for me, Fabino, if he's fit, playing centre-defensive mid and then play two attacking midfielders, play Thiago with Jones, play Keita with Thiago, play fucking anyone who'll drive forward. Mm. But as long as Fabino is there and we can revert back to a back three so the full-backs can go up, 
that's what we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks. And for some reason, every single time Klopp does make a change, he doesn't quite change it to what we're all thinking. Hmm. Is, is there any positives you can take from the game at all? I mean, for me, the only minor one I can take is I thought um, I thought Cater had an alright game. wasn't He wasn't fantastic. He was the only one trying to do something from the midfield. Uh, Milner was giving the ball away far too much. Ginny again, I do like Ginny. I've said this, uh, but he go easy. That game, I especially noticed him ghosting it. That's the type of game when someone like Ginny, who may not get out the game by the scruff of the neck, very often should be able to do it. Because, again, it's 19th in the league. We shouldn't be fucking struggling, or 18th, wherever they are. Um, we shouldn't be struggling like that against a team like Fulham. Um, but, yeah, I just don't know what to say. Anyway. I'm saying that, lad, like, we shouldn't be struggling against teams like Fulham. We're struggling against teams like Burnley and Sheffield United and that. Um, West Brom teams like this we obviously we beat Sheffield United but that first half it was nil-nil you're struggling I don't I just don't get our mindset of how we're going to beat these teams we know I said on I said on the last one you know you're going into a dogfight with these teams you've got to be prepared for that mentally and we're not 49th minute remember it precisely ball drops in the middle of Naby Keita and their player and he stood still didn't attempt, didn't move forward to go to the ball. 50-50, go and get the ball. Shaqiri done it a number of times, just flicks his heel, gets out the way of it. Salah's doing it. There's no agency, there's no fight in them. If you're playing these teams, you're, you're fighting for the lives. Expect to be bullied, expect to be in a dogfight, expect them to edit everything that fucking moves. And we're sort of going in there. I don't know what attitude we're going in with. We're, we're not up for a fight at any point. The only, the only thing, the only player in the whole team, time and time again, who's up for a fight is Phillips. Even yeah. Andy Robbo was not doing it as much. No, and, and I loved what Keita done at the end. That's probably the only positive of the game. That'd be Keita fucking chokeholded someone just to stop him getting through. That's the little bit of eyelash I want to see. But you, you need to be seeing that when you're one nil up, not one nil down. You're yeah. clinging on for the game. You, you know we've struggled one nil down, grabbing by the fucking neck and do what you need to do to to stop them scoring, but. Again, pure individual error for their goal. Mo Salah, I don't know whether it was a lack of talk and he's got us obviously back to the player who tackles him. Talk to him, tell him there's someone on him or just use your brain. You're at the edge of your own box in a situation where you've been shit for fucking weeks. Get rid of the ball as soon as it comes to you. Mm. But again, I can't. I've, I've discussed how much I think we missed the fans. I've discussed how much the injuries have, concerned, have affected us. But it's a massive concern now. We're, we're Liverpool. We should be able to at least beat teams like Fulham, Burnley, West Brom, the likes of Brighton. We should be able to beat them without any fans, without without our starting eleven. We should have, have a squad good enough, confident enough, with enough belief to beat these teams. Or at the very fucking least, if you go into a dogfight, fight them and get a draw. But we're not at the minute. It's it's. I don't think I've ever seen a fall from our heights in football. I don't think I, I can witness one going from what we've gone through the last two years to this, because this is, without sounding the knob, this is Royal Chinesque. It really is. It's scary. It's fucking scary. Yeah, we, we've just got, we've got no answer, as I say. Uh, their goal, I think, for me, the blame falls 
<laughs> for me, the blame falls 50-50, in all honesty, for the goal. Yeah, Mo Salah, edge of your box, just get rid of it. At the same time, I don't think he's had a single shout from us, anyone, or all to say, fucking, you've got a man on there, man on you, straight away. Like, he's had, he's had one touch of the ball, it's a chest, he's had no time to control it, and the, the fella's been on him straight away. So, yeah, just get rid, I, I agree completely, just get rid if, you, if you're unsure, but he should have had a shout at the same time, in my opinion. Oh, I, I agree, definitely agree, that's what I mean. As, as if, if someone gives him a shout there, he, but again, it's like, as soon as the ball's bouncing to Salah, give him the shout because he's on his shoulder before it's even controlled. There's none of that. There's like, there's none of that. To be fair, you can hear the players on the telly. So, there was none of that. There was no shout. So, you've got to, I feel, I just feel like the team feels ripped apart. I just don't feel like they're a team anymore. It's baffling as it sounds. I go from one level to the other, game to game. I'll try and defend them and I'll try and say what I can to fucking back them. But this is just, this is scary. There's, they don't look a team. They don't, there's no harmony. They're not, they're not fighting for each other. If there was a fucking fight on the pitch, I don't think anyone would turn up for you either. It just seems all... There's, there's something... There's something else going on. I, mm. can't, get me, I can't get my finger on it, lad. Uh, I, I said months ago with the Ronaldo situation was the same as the MA chat. And again, I'm not blaming Ronaldo for this. It's between agents and club. But as soon as he's, just, he's turned down a contract, get him off the team. Because I'm not being funny. That's, that's basically... Being alongside your mate and your mate saying like that's it, I'm, I'm fucking off soon. I'm not asked. That's how I, I see it, and I think that affects affects things. But the likes of Coutinho as well, and Coutinho put in the transfer request and we didn't let him go. At that point, you so if you know he's going to go then the next window, get him out the team, hmm. fuck him off because the disharmony that brings to you is that you, you're playing alongside lads who want to know you've got the back, and I don't think they feel that way. And it's not just with Ronaldo, I think, at the minute. I think, I just think something drastic is about to happen and I don't know what it is. And if it's, if it, if it's Klopp going, mate, um, I don't know where we go because I really genuinely am concerned about it. Uh, six losses at home. Wow. I don't know what to say, lads. Six losses at home is something I've never heard of. But that's it. It is, it, it is unheard of. We've, this is, you know, it was five games uh, five losses at home straight. That was the first time in our history. So this is completely unheard of. It's 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 unheard of for for most teams. You know, you get these relegation battlers like Sheffield United, who've won four game or three, four games all season. Sunderland a few years a few years ago when they got fifteen points all season. Derby, yeah, these teams lose five, six, seven, eight games on the spin at home. But I've never heard of a big team going this many games losing at home in, in any in any league though not even just the Prem like you wouldn't see you know Barcelona are supposedly in turmoil we've all said it you know why would we've all said it why would Salah or Mane want to go to Madrid or, or Real they're both in turmoil the clubs are falling apart they're, they're not going through anything like this they've got fucking Ronald Koeman there he, he fucking couldn't do anything with Everton and they've got they've got fucking Ronald Koeman they fumed at him for having a red Christmas tree. Fucking, they're not going through this though. Then, and you have got to wonder. Yeah, the injuries play a part. The fans not being there play a part. But it's fucking pathetic. It's a joke, and I don't know 
But at the same time, we, we say this, I genuinely don't know what the solution is anymore. I thought the changes today was not necessarily the full solution, but something towards give a few other players a go. You know, Reese Williams hasn't played for a while. Nico hasn't played for a while. You know, give these a chance, see what they can do. And they, they fucking fluff the lines. Again, Nico, like you said, it's a tactic thing, being out of position. Luckman had far too much space. That first half, especially. Second half, I thought Nico was, was all right. Not again, nothing special, but I thought he was he was better than the first half, which isn't saying much, but he, he improved a little bit second half, as I say. I think Phillips for me at the minute, and I can't believe I never thought I'd be saying these words in my life at the start of the season. Phillips right now for me is the first name on the team sheet. Because like you said, he's the only one who gives a shit. He's putting his head everywhere. You're seeing him at the end of the game, he's got a fucking cut on his head, not arse, just carries on. And just if that was anyone else on our pitch, they'd be rolling, they'd be rolling around the floor, fucking he'd roll from one end to the other and you know, get a plaster. <laughs> and Phillips is just trotting along there, like I'm not asked. He just like, wiped his hands, seen wiped his head, seen blood on his hands and wiped on his shorts and, and cracked on. But I think in regards to Phillips, again, I don't think he really put a foot wrong today, he didn't do much. They, they didn't really come worry us. But in, in central positions, every team knows get it wide because there's not going to be a fullback there. You've got players like um, Reese Williams and Phillips having to cover centre back in the first team, but also cover right back and left back as well at the same time. It's fucking virtually impossible. And they're doing a good. I thought the two of them done a good job. I thought Reese Williams was excellent in the in the situations he had to defend. Got his head on loads, made a few decent blocks, a few glass dish tackles, and that. I thought they played all right. That show them if I was going to give man of the match to anyone in our team today, it would have been one of them too. Um, Nico Williams again. I don't think. I think it's asking a lot of it of a, a right back to sort of play right wing back in a makeshift defence with a makeshift midfield and and today a makeshift forward line. He was out of position every single time. He's been told to play in their half, and then you've got Phillips and Williams playing sort of left and right centre defence which is and Wijnaldum sitting in it's just uh, tactically I don't think they're having enough time to learn it you know what I mean I don't think it's I don't think they're having enough time to learn it I think if Trent Alexander-Arnold was playing that position today Luchman 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 destroys him as well it's just whoever's playing in that position but a player like him don't get me wrong he's not he's not a fantastic player but he's rapid I said that ages ago about Sterling. I don't think Sterling's a great footballer, but he's fucking lightning quick, so he's always going to be a problem. The yeah. ball at his feet. So he's going to skip past you. I, I don't think Williams played... Nico Williams, don't think he played bad. I just think the position isn't ideal for what he, what he is, what he does. I don't think he... When I seen that team, my first thought was, right, he's playing Williams right back, Phillips and Williams centre-half, and Robbo. Robbo might go up a little bit more, but at least them three will sit back, get Nico Williams to stay a little bit further back. And he, he never again, except the lads, won't see a high line today with that defence. And again, we did. Two, two at the back and basically five midfielders. It's just tactically, again, you don't, it doesn't make sense. The first few minutes, they target Nico Williams and they get in and they get in and they get in. And it doesn't change. The second half, it changed a little bit. He was back a little bit more, but then you lose that outlet a bit because we've got a lot more of the ball. So it's just, 
I, I physically, I wish there was one reason and we could just pinpoint it and go and either go right. Klopp's not seeing this. That's a concern, but there's not. There's there's, there's absolutely all sorts of issues at the minute, and you can't even fucking visibly see them. You can't. There's something going on, and I don't know what it is. There's something not right. The the, the feeling of what what Klopp brings to Liverpool as he, he united the, the players as one. I feel like that's slowly going. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. I, 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 again, we're, we're running out of things to say. We've done this episode practically the last four or five games in the league anyway. Six um, at all. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just, it's the same stuff and, you know, we can see it. No doubt Klopp can see it. There's, there's a reason he's fucking Liverpool manager. He, he must know what's going on. And so, yeah, the high line, we've got to stop the system with that. While we haven't got the players there, to be able to cope with the high line. Um, you know, like we said last time out, it's different when you've got Van Dijk and Gomez there because they're, they're fast, they're quick enough to to get back and cover if Trent or Robbo are a bit out of position. But, you know, Phillips and Williams, for for as solid as they've been, uh, not really putting a foot wrong, they're not the quickest, they haven't got the greatest turn of pace. So anyone in behind, they're going to get they're going to get caught out if, if someone's out of position. And we've seen it. Um, admittedly, Luckman didn't have the greatest amount of luck against against Phillips, uh, but he was still, you know, he, he, he was still making them work. And that that's the problem. If it was Van Dijk, it wouldn't have got to that position. Or if it was Gomez, it probably wouldn't have got to the position where Luckman can cut in and, and try and take a shot, even if it is blocked. Like you say, it's a tactic thing with, with William, uh, with Nico. So it, it's hard to have too much of a go at him because, it again, like we said, same performance we've seen from Trent over the last few weeks. So it is hard to have a, have a go at him, but there's got to be a, a point where you just go in your own head, right? This isn't working. And same with Trent. You've got to go in your own head. This isn't working. I know the manager wants me to go up, but it's not working, so I'm staying back. You know, there's got to be a point where you just got to fucking take a, take a bit of initiative and just think to yourself... This isn't working. I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah, well, suppose again, you don't. Oh, did obviously, Klopp's an absolute genius, so there will be sort of a conversation of go up at, when the ball's at this position and in this zone. That's when you march forward, and I just think it's a. I think it's a lot to take in at, at the at the moment. We need to be playing basics. We need to be going back to four at the back and staying four at the back. Have one defensive midfielder and then let the rest go forward. Defend as a unit and attack as a unit. It's just, it's not hard. And at the minute, we just we don't look anything like a team. We're not we're not even playing footy. That one little bit of footy we play for the Jotter attack, lovely, dead simple, dead basic, fast free flowing footy for thirty seconds, and we nearly scored, and then we stopped it, and then it's then it's persistent crosses in the box, just to, to no one, not pinpointing someone, just hitting hopes. It's again a. Ah, I fucking can't get my head around it. Even like the substitutions today, you're looking, you're looking to make that. You're looking to make a break, create a chance, a little bit of something out of nothing. Thiago's on the bench. He brings Fabinho on to play centre defensive mid at one 0 down. That's what I, it's things like this that I can't get. I just can't figure out. I can't figure it out. Bring a Mane on, yeah, absolutely sound. Bring Mane on all day long. But 
you you want players who are going to get the ball and go forward. And you brought I mean, defensive middle. To be fair, I thought Fabinho played quite well when he came on, and he looked like he was playing further forward than than defensive mid. Um, obviously, he was still doing that job as well. I think he was a bit more bit more box to box when he came on, to be honest, rather than defensive mid. Um, he, but, but he's not that type of player. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I don't get. He's asking players to do more than the role. So for me, again, Fabinho's gone from playing centre-back for what? Four months or something? To then try and get him to play centre-to-tech and mid and CDM and box-to-box. Makes no sense. Just either don't play him or start him centre-defensive mid and let Thiago play. It, it, it just all doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, lad. The substitutions are mad. Mane coming on, yeah, brilliant, yeah. But 1-0 down. Don't, that's the same as bringing Milner on last week against Chelsea. Why? What's Fabinho going to do to our attack? Nothing. Yeah. Unless he's starting and you play two attacking midfielders with him. Oh, lad, I really... I'm lost for words, really. I just don't know where we go from here. I don't know what... I don't know what the next thing is, what we do, what we say, where we go. It's This is fucking low and it, it doesn't seem normal. It doesn't seem right. And I don't know how we fix it because there's no there's no quick fix for it. There's, there's something, in my opinion, something drastic. I don't know whether he's planning for a fucking rebuild in the summer. All players know they might have caught when that they might be going or whatever, but... There's just no one looks interested. I've never seen a Liverpool team like this since since Hudson down tools and they have what they have. They've down the tools lot. And that's a fucking massive concern. And if you're an owner looking in and you're seeing eleven players, Baron Phillips literally not giving a fuck what happens, not fighting, just not interested. What would you what you put it down to? And if 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 Klopp has lost lost them. Then I don't know where we go. Yeah, I'd rather personally, I'd rather fucking replace the eleven players than the manager. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but I just to lose that. I, I just I think Carragher, as much as I can't stand him because he's fucking horrible. Um, he said he said it he said it last season, and I think we've talked about it before where he said like how you've got to you've got to freshen it up, Barcelona and Madrid and all that. They don't have the same front three forever. I don't think we're going to have the same front three next season. I think possibly Jock is going to be leading the line, and one of the wingers is going to be gone, and he might bring someone. And this is what this is what you do. We love, and it sounds fantastic. We love the players. We love them. And when it's going well, it's great. When it's going shit, you think, what can such a body do to to get us out of it? At the minute, none of them are doing anything to get us out of it. Salah, don't get me wrong, the leading goal scorer in the Premier League, he'd, he'd be. He'd have well more. He'd probably have about 30 goals in the Premier if we were on fire, but we're not. But does it need to shake up? If you can if you can sell a player of Manny's quality at Manny's age, how old is he now? 29? 28, yeah, 29. 28, 29. You, you sell him for fucking 100 million and bring in two fast, young, hungry wingers, then it's something, something in, in a business mould and in a, at a time we're struggling, it might be something you consider. Yeah, I mean, if we don't get if we don't get Champions League, which is looking less and less likely as the weeks progress at the minute, um, we've I, I don't 
we've got a sort of I think we've got to have a summer similar to a Man City summer to be honest with you I think we've just got to go fucking balls to the wall get the checkbook out fucking get rid of the business model for one summer and just, won't, lad. I know I know they won't I know they won't but that for me is right now if we don't get Champions League that's what's needed because you know you don't Champions League obviously helps you to attract players I think Liverpool thankfully were a massive club with a fucking enormous club the pull of the club how and how is should be enough of a pull to still bring in big players if you throw them if you sort of be throwing the money at them. You know, just talk of Haaland and Mbappe and, and players like this who, who are just gonna score for fun, especially Haaland. Um, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna agree to come and not play Champions League football if there isn't the sort of provision of going, look, we're bringing you in to get us back in the Champions League. You're gonna score 30 goals in the league. And you're gonna fucking fire us there is two hundred grand a week or whatever we need to do. You know what I mean? I think we do need something drastic to happen in the summer. I think we need again. Don't think Nico had the worst game today, um, but I think we need a, a, a proper backup right back. We probably need a centre half to come in a, a world class one. Uh, there's talk of fucking Koulibaly again that I seen the other day. Can't see that happening myself with him, mate. Like, but we do need somebody in there. Because, you know, again, much as I love Matip um, and, and Gomez, to be fair, they're, they're not reliable enough injury-wise. The only one who, I, who is normally is Van Dijk. It's just unfortunate, you know, with the Pickford incident. Um, I think we're going to need a couple of bodies in midfield. We said it before, you know, Wijnaldum looking like he's going. Milner's 74. Um, Henderson's... The age changes every week with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's it. And he no, gets younger. You know, <laughs> no, you know what the thing is with Milner, right? I I love Milner. I think he's been absolutely fucking brilliant for us this season. He's he's looked like a, a thirty-five-year-old footballer when he hasn't in the past. He looks tired. He looks done. He's you all do though, and this is the thing, especially with players like Milner. His body's gonna catch. It's gonna catch up on his body anyway because he is thirty-five. It's unremarkable to be where he is playing the games he has. He's played most of the fucking the first half of the season. I think mm. he played sixteen games on the bounce because or was involved in them through injuries and that. Just um, I, I do think I'm open. I'm open. I just want the season to end and it's a load of bollocks and the players are burnt out and they come back in the summer absolutely flying. Shoot, shoot off all angles. You know what I mean? Just. Back hungry again. I just think it's drained. But so when when you're going on about the likes of Haaland and Mbappe and all that, without Champions League, I don't think there's a single chance in hell you get anyone like that. I'm talking. Well, I, I name dropped Mane before. I don't want to get rid of Mane. I don't want to see Mane sold. I'm just name dropping one superstar from the team. If you were to get rid of Mane for a hundred million, and um, you're probably looking at players like Saar from Watford and that, like probably getting in for about ten mil. You know what I mean? That's Young thing. I, I know, I know what I know what you're sort of going for there, but the thing is, it, it, it's not gonna. I know, but it's not gonna work like that. P, teams put the Liverpool tax on, and you know, oh, no, no, of course. So but... it's you've Haaland, Apparently, I don't know how much truth there is to it. He's got an, he's got a release clause that comes into in into action, whatever this summer, and I think it's about sixty million something like that. Pay. Uh, we're Haaland, the only the only saving grace with him, the only hope is that 
apparently he's, he's a big, he's not a fan of it. He's never supported the pool, but he loves mm. what we're about. Um, his reaction when he got thrown to us in the Champions League a few years back, he was delighted. Stuff like that. He, he's open, he stood on Anfield saying this is what the dream is and all that. Um, I don't think in his own head, he, he believes he's a superstar. He seems like a down-to-earth lad. So, you, you never know with him. Mbappe is an absolute no-go. And to be honest, in this climate, in this situation we're in, spending 200 odd million on a player and then giving him 300 grand a week isn't what I'm about, not what I want to see. It's nice, but fucking hell, lad. They were trying to fail all the staff a couple of months ago. So, I can't imagine them to do that. Um, I just want to see. I just... We need fresh faces, you say, centre-half, but we can't keep clinging on to players because we just like them. The likes are massive. I've said before, I don't want to, don't want to see anyone sold, but what can he offer our team over 50 games a season? Probably 10, 15 games. What's mm. the point? Gomez, he's had some horrible injuries, but even when he got back, I've said, I, don't, I just don't think he's cut for, for us. I don't think he's that level I don't think he's going to excel anywhere I think he'd be absolutely brilliant at teams like Fulham I think he'd be the standout player I just don't think he's made he's, he's cut out for Liverpool I hope he comes back from his injury and he proves me wrong but I feel like a lot of his game is chasing his tail get rid of centre half Nico Williams at right back cover is an ideal he's a kid you should you should have in every single position you should have a starting player, a player who's going to challenge the starting player, who's close ability-wise, and then a kid. Mm. And at the minute, we've got our benches full of kids. Well, um, you look at you centre mid. We need the centre mid lad, um, a driving force centre mid, someone who's going to bomb box to box. Hopefully, that's within Curtis Jones. Build the team around him if we have to, and and then again, we need to. If Manny comes off. And you're putting Shakiri or someone on, and Salah's the same. There's nothing there that's gonna. If, if you, if someone, if you're, for instance, if you're a defender and you see Mane coming off for Shakiri, you, you're looking your lips, aren't you? Going, oh, sounds the hard bit's over. And that's what we need to change. Harvey Elliott coming back, I think, could be, it's not gonna be fucking life changing for us, but it's gonna be a little bit of what we need, a little bit of a fast, hungry player who's a bit tricky, who can make things happen. Uh, Minamino coming back if he comes back into the fold he's proven how good he can be at, at Southampton and he's a player that I really think during what we're going through we should have kept him, kept him here I don't get why we loaned him out but Jota Jota's going to be leading the line next season 100% he's the only one to, today going forward who looked like he could have got in behind or could have made something happen um, he's young fast again he wants to be on the ball I just think there's going to be... I think it's a massive summer ahead for us, lad, but I don't think we're going to get what what we dream of and Fenway Sports going out, spending a load of cash and massively better than the squad. We're going to go out and we're going to buy a few young players who fit the system and cost less money. Yeah, it's not... It's not going to cut it, though, in my opinion. And then the problem is you get, you know, FSG sell, we get a sheik in. And we become everything we fucking despise about City. Exactly. Exactly, lad. It, it's but it's a no-win situation, in my opinion, all this at the minute. But you've got to look at 
players we bring in are going to be players Klopp is already looking at and has already gone on the radar. He's already been scouted. He's already wanted. Klopp hasn't made too many mistakes in the transfer market, to be fair to him. And not everyone he's brought in has been a superstar. So you just got to, fingers crossed, fucking back the manager and every, whoever he buys, if he goes and says to Fenway Sports, I want Mbappe and he's offered to come to us without Champions League, then it's on them to go and get him. But I don't think it's something we should be doing during what's going on. But that minute, fucking Mbappe is signing the contract, mate. I'm doing wheelies down your head, so I'm just fickle. <laughs> At the end of the day, it, but I'm, I'm not interested in the business side of it. Couldn't give a fuck how much money we've made, how much money we lose. I want to see us invest in the team. And they've got to, they're going to have to. And if Klopp can't come up with a solution with the owners of how we're going to better the squad, then he, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. He, he's like Rafa, lad, he's stubborn. But again, they're not, they've backed him, they've backed him to the hilt, but they've always only backed him with. Profit. They've never invested. They've never put money in their own, of their own pockets. Sometimes like this, you've got it. Mm. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, the old saying goes: if you want to, you got to spend money to make money. Uh, and yeah, they've, they've, the, you can't say the business model hasn't worked for us because very clearly it has. You sell Coutinho for one hundred and forty-six million, and you get a whole, you get fucking three players in who transformed our squad. So the business model has worked, lad, but. Fenway Sports have, have got to be smart enough and business savvy enough to know when they've got to change that business model, even if it's only temporarily. As I say, it comes, it's worked, fair enough, fantastic, made up. But right now is the time when we've got to go, right, the team aren't working, the team aren't doing what we need them to do. And something's got to, something's got to give in that respect. We, like you said, you look at City's team, they've got two first-team players in every single position, at least. You know, Cancelo doesn't play right-back. Kyle Walker does. Zinchenko doesn't play left-back. Fucking um, Cancelo's over the other side. If Diaz and Stones aren't playing, or if one of them isn't playing, Laporte's playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> if if Gundogan is... We haven't got it, lads. It, it's, but the, that's the thing. And I still maintain to, to this day, right now, our strongest 11, our strongest first team is better than City's strongest 11. But the problem is, is their second best 11 is far and away clear of ours. And that's why they, that's why they will carry on winning. And, and that's as well why I think you've got to, you've got to take your ass off your Jürgen Klopp because he has built, he's built an absolute dynasty already where we're an 11, with a squad of 11 that, that he's made brilliant. He's built it himself with his hands. He's made a magnificent eleven, but I just think he hasn't he hasn't considered a time when that eleven is not going to be there, and that's our downfall at the minute. Because based on what what is happening within the club with the injuries and that, I don't know what's happening, but we're getting too many injuries, too many stupid injuries, too many long term injuries, and he's going to have to replace those who are constantly injured with players who are never injured. And build a squad instead of an eleven. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Leipzig on Wednesday. Um, I'm probably more confident in the Leipzig game than I have been at any other game. Um, they're not going to sit back. They can't afford to sit back in fairness and defend. So it's going to be an open game. I think the ball 
over the top that's always on for the oppos- for opposition against us is going to be on for us. Um, I'd, I'd honestly take a I'd take a nil nil right now and get us through to the next round. Um, but I'm not going to put any predictions out because I can't fucking I can't bring myself to do it. I just can't. It, we don't. I, I I have absolutely no confidence in this team at the minute that we're going to get a positive result, and that is the most fucking disheartening thing I can say. I never thought I'd say that about a Jurgen Klopp team, but right now I just I, I can't see how we're going to get a positive result in any game at the minute. No, I agree. I can't. Um, I'm not looking forward to it again. You know, it's a Champions League last sixteen game. The winners in the quarter final. It should be bouncing. Should be buzzing. Should be considering breaking lockdown. We also have a fucking bevy with all your mates, but it's just no one's up for it. <laughs> it's fucking shit, lad. I'm gonna sit there and watch it on my Todd. I'm not even gonna have a bevy. I'll have a fucking cup of tea and just hope to fucking God they don't score three. Yeah, but. I'll be honest with you, I've, I've predicted the last few weeks and none of them have been right, so I want to predict it again and go for 1-0 Leipzig and we scrape through because I just, I can't see where the goal's coming from. I get what you're saying. It, we have got a chance of scoring because they're going to be coming at us, but I don't, I don't. we're not going to sit back, we're not going to change our system. Klopp hasn't got that in his locker to, to play a defensive style, so I think they're going to just play. They, I think they're going to be cautious and just wait for us to try and start playing and then and fucking wait for errors and that. Um, to be fair, we, we won the first leg 2-0 through two mistakes and that was it. There was nothing else going on. They had a few chances, missed a few clear-cut chances as well. They probably could have won the game 3-2 the last game. Um I'm just not looking forward to it. It's, it's fucking horrible to not be looking forward to watching your team play in a Champions League night, but I've just got a horrible feeling. And I'm all fingers crossed we fucking come through it. We can get through that. We've got quarterfinals to look forward to. Might boost a little bit of morale and get a little bit of confidence going. We won the Champions League in 2005 with Jimmy Sayori playing, Vladimir Smitsa. We can fucking miracles happen. So not ruling us out. There's a few saying we haven't got a chance at the Champions League. Well, we've got a chance if you're in it. It's a two, up to, up to sort of final, two legs, so we've got a chance of anything. But again, without fans, two legs home and away is just just a neutral venue, and it's pointless. There's no pull. I just don't know how we're going to fix this. I'm just hoping for when we release a Van Dyke video tonight to get us all happy again, like the Bramley Moor docs. Well, yeah, as you said, that, didn't you? This is this is Van Dyke videos that are Bramley Moor. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. You'll um, be doing headers later. Keep up headers with, yeah, with his dog or something. <laughs> fucking hell, he'll, he'll be doing overheads and that lad, and he still won't be ready for the fucking first team. Um, yeah, it's it's dire, and you know it's it's fucking it's becoming a bit of a cliche. I was going, but we go again and we support them, and obviously we do like, but. I'm getting fucking sick of saying it, to be honest with you. <laughs> you just got to be realistic, lads. At the end of the day, no one wants to sit there and listen to us going, oh, it's going to come good, because it's a load of bollocks. It's just, it's not a real view. There's no point being black. At the end of the day, I'm as positive as they come. You are yourself. There's no positives coming out of this. Other than the dickhead fans who support us when we win will be gone. And the demise of the Glory Hunters is on, because that's all they do. They support us when it's fucking boss. And then they just hate us. 
and like the fucking haters when we're losing. So that's a good, that's the silver lining for me is that all your little fucking 15 year old dickheads who are now making Man City accounts, they're gone. So I'm happy with mm. that. But in terms of Liverpool, support them no matter what. But there's a time for support, a time for honesty. And in all honesty, at the moment, there's there's no positives. There's nothing you can take positive other than what I've just said. You've just got to, you've got to take it on the chin and hope to fucking God that something changes soon. There's still one 11 games to go. Mm. At some point, we've got to win a game. We've got, got to get that game where we win one. There's got to be one now from the end till the end of the season. But when it's coming, I don't know. Hopefully, the next game, we get the uh, win against Leipzig and we get through to the quarterfinal. Past care in the league, to be honest. I know it's done. The top four is done, as I said in the last one. I'd rather finish ninth or tenth and fucking not be in the Europa League and go for the Champions League. Rest everyone and go just play your strongest team in in the Champions League, and that's it. But give them a fucking bit of a rest now, so they've got a longer break. See what happens. Because regardless of who they play, they're playing shit. So just play your fucking shit kids instead of your shit first eleven. And see how you go. No, it is. It's fucking. It's bad. It's painful, and doesn't <laughs> can't see when the change is going to come, but. We'll be back. I don't know when we're going to be back because I you just said you're not going to say that. <laughs> Shut up. No, we'll fucking we'll be back at some point. But I'm just not going to fucking I'm not doing this episode every fucking week because it's pointless. If if you want our thoughts on the next game, just listen back to this or listen to the one before or the one before that. We're having the same fucking conversation every week, and I'm sick of it. So yeah, we might be back when we win. So I'll see you next season. Well, we'll do one after the, the Champions League game, won't we? That's obviously a different competition and that will be make or break our season, won't it? If we're still in it, happy days if we're not. But in all honesty, with you, I think genuinely there's no point every time we lose 1-0 us doing a, a fucking review of the game and that because it's just repetitive shite. Just us being miserable and you being miserable and everyone being fucking miserable. So it's not being a glory hunter. It's not just talking the good bits but we've we've spoke the last 10 episodes of probably being fucking depressing so you need to nip it in the bud I think until until we've got something different to talk about hopefully about us on our way to number 7 when we, we win on midweek yeah yeah couldn't have put it better myself um, yeah we shit you have a shout out to our, our friends in Germany yeah let's do that let's end it on a positive note Shout out to all our listeners. And, uh, I hope I'm saying this right. Mont- Montabaur. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it, but appreciate the support. Been looking at the sort of statistics and can see that's where the majority of our listeners come from, which is which which puts a smile on my face. It's uh, unexpected, but I'm made up. It's fucking boss. So big shout out to everybody listening to us there. And everyone else as well, like... Well. You just have to tell your friends and family and you just can beat the Germans then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I just say, um, in regards to the T-shirt business, Jay, um, we're releasing three new designs next week. They're going to be the ones that it's on with the locals and that, so keep your eyes peeled and bring them out next Friday. We appreciate it if you can just give us a bit of feedback on them. So we're on Twitter, ScousePower underscore 19, on Instagram and Facebook, Scouse Power 19, and our website is scousepower19.com. 
no one's going to be buying tops in the, in the recent weeks anyway because the team's shite, but you shall know the day anyway. Nice one. Sports Social Podcast Network.